Hello! This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Today is the 12th of December, day 346 out of the year, and we're reading from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 3 to 21. Let's begin with a reading from the Bible. Some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments ending in jealousy, division, slander and evil suspicions. These people always cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt and they have turned their backs on the truth. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world. And we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people, craving money, have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Paul's final instructions. But you, Timothy, are a man of God. So run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. And I charge you before God, who gives life to all and before Christ Jesus, who gave good testimony from Pontius Pilate, that you obey this command without wavering. Then no one can find fault from you now until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. For at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only almighty God, the King of all kings and Lord of all lords. He alone can never die and he lives in light so brilliant that no human can approach him. No human eye has ever seen him nor ever will. All honour and power to him forever. Amen. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their memory, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future, so they may experience true life. Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. May God's grace be with you all. This is the word of the Lord. Here ends the first reading. Now let's turn to the New Living Translation. Paul told Timothy to stay away from those who just wanted to make money from preaching and from those who strayed from the sound teachings of the good news into quarrels that caused strife in the church. 
A person's understanding of the finer points of theology should not become the basis for lording it over others or for making money. Stay away from people who just want to argue. This statement is the key to spiritual growth and personal fulfilment. We should honour God and centre our desires on him and we should be content with what God is doing in our lives. Despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary, most people still believe that money brings happiness. Rich people craving greater riches can be caught in an endless cycle that only ends in ruin and destruction. How can you keep away from the love of money? Paul gives us some guidelines. 1. Realise that one day riches will all be gone. 2. Be content with what you have. 3. Monitor what you are willing to do to get more money. 4. Love people more than money. 5. Love God's work more than money. 6. Freely share what you have with others. If we have enough, let us be content. But when is enough enough? How can we truly be content? There is a difference between what we need and what we want. We may have all we need to live, that is, we have enough. But we let ourselves become anxious and discontent over what we merely want. Like Paul, we can choose to be content without having all that we want. The only alternative is to be trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that ultimately lead only to ruin and destruction. Paul uses active and forceful verbs to describe the Christian life. Run, pursue, fight, hold tightly. Some think Christianity is a passive religion that advocates waiting for God to act. On the contrary, we must have an active faith, training, working hard, sacrificing and doing what we know is right. Is it time for action on your part? Christian service, like athletics, requires training and sacrifice. Our discipline and obedience largely define whether or not we will be contributors or merely spectators. How would other believers rank your contributing role on Christ's team? Jesus' trial before Pilate is recorded in the Gospels. Ephesus was a wealthy city and the Ephesian church probably had many wealthy members. Paul advised Timothy to deal with any potential problems by teaching that having riches carries great responsibility. If you have been blessed with wealth, then thank the Lord. Don't go proud and don't trust in your money. Use your money to do good. Be rich in good works, generous and ready to share. No matter how much money you have, your life should demonstrate God controls the wealth that he has placed under your care. The book of 1 Timothy provides guiding principles for local churches, including rulers for public worship and qualifications for elders, overseers or pastors, deacons and special church workers. Paul tells the church leaders to correct incorrect doctrine and to deal lovingly and fairly with all people in the church. The church is not organised simply for the sake of organisation, but so that Christ can be honoured and glorified. While studying these guidelines, don't lose sight of what is most important in the life of the church, knowing God, working together in loving harmony and taking God's good news to the world. Here ends the second reading. Let us pray. Lord, this day we know that you have blessed us and we are thankful for 
all of the things that we have in our lives, for all of the needs that we have met. Lord, we have a shelter and we have clothes. Lord, this day, give us faith and trust and gratitude in our hearts for everything that you have done and given to us. Lord, remove us from the unnecessary desires of our heart. Unburden us from anything that we don't truly need. Allow us to live a simple life. Lord, we pray that this day you bring us back to earth, that we follow your word, the way, the truth and the last. Lord, we know that Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. Lord, give us the complete trust, hope and faith in your way. Lord, help us to shine our lights out onto the world and help us not to get caught up in materialistic things. Lord, we know that that is not where our hope and our happiness lies. Lord, give us perspective and give us generous hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.